Light me at five. We're talking about a whole new philosophy. I just don't want to answer to anybody anymore. So what you guys are telling me is that you're trying to decide if you want to be homeless or not. <laughs> Like, where's the line? Yeah. Five. We're, we're figuring this out. <laughs> <laughs> this is Light Me at Five. Light Me at Five. With Dean Jernigan, Rusty Nixon, and Jason LaFou. Light Me at Five. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is our new podcast. We're starting called Light Me at Five. Uh, I am Jason LaFoon. I'm sitting here. With Dean Jernigan and uh, Rusty Nixon, the world's oldest intern. Uh, me and Dean are South Bend based comics, and this is going to be a podcast um, about the scene and about the goings on in uh, South Bend. So I uh, hope you guys like it. Thanks for listening. And we were talking earlier about uh, some of the side effects that uh, the trickle down effect that we have with the COVID knocking everybody down a notch. And when you're. Uh, when you're comics at our level, which is, um, we got a couple years in, we're looking to feature, for those of you who are not familiar with that, we're the guy that would come on before the headliner. Would be, uh, I think that would be the... That's about the yeah, that's that's the level we're at at this point in our careers. And uh, with, the, uh, with the introduction of COVID into our lives, uh, everybody's been knocked down a notch. Yeah, this so- is... Uh- is this what Reagan meant by trickle down economics? <laughs> <laughs> it's very effective. Like he said it for years, it was good. It worked. The Finally show start is taking fin- an immediate turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just glad we're starting to see this trickle down economy start to work. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It's there in action go. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, in all actuality, with the with the limit, the, the, all the theater acts and arena acts are the arena acts, which are only a handful in comedy, but. Uh, those guys are uh, uh, can't even do theaters now. Well, so. and, and it's also um, you know there's a lot of venues that are uh, multi-performance venues that right. you know uh, now music is going to be competing for the same spots that uh, comedy shows were. It's it's going to be it's going to be uh, very competitive just to try to find a place to produce an event. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of the, uh, and I hate I hate the term because it's, uh, it's so many negative connotations too. But the alt comedy scene, uh, which would be uh, simply meaning the non comedy club shows, essentially. Yeah, uh, I, we we've been uh, the DUI guys have been putting on shows um, in a whiskey distillery's parking lot, uh, and they've been quite successful. And DIY is a uh, uh, do it yourself comedy. It's a it's a group of comedians uh, in northern Indiana. And they produce and uh, put on a bunch of their own shows. Uh, really good, look, really good crew. And uh, they've been doing those outdoor shows. They've been fun. Uh, they've been a really good turnout. Um, that looks like that's where we're going to be for a while. The issue is where we live, though. That's only viable for about seven months out of the year before. True. Before the snow starts falling. That's true. I, uh, I being the old guy in the room, I always worry about money. Uh, you guys afraid that people won't spend? I mean, if there's no audience, there's no show. True, but the, the audience has not been the problem. If anything, um, overbooking is the issue. Like, like you, you got to turn people away. Uh, mm. that ha- I, people are dying to get out. Yeah, they, it's they've been as, everywhere that I've seen so far. Uh, there's a, I have a show in Michigan this week. And uh, I'm curious to see how that turnout is, but it's been because uh, they, they're they're hit significantly harder than we are at this point. But 
Um, I don't know if they are. That's true anymore, to be honest with you. Well, that too, and uh, with the especially right now with the venue choices that are open, you know, uh, most you're not tied down by the same. Like with comedy clubs, you gotta you, you have your two you know your ticket admission, your two drink minimum. Right. Uh, when you're playing these outdoor gorilla type shows, well, the first like, shows we put people, up, people are just glad to be out, and they're not spending nearly as much money as they would in a traditional venue right now. Yeah, they're spending money freely at these things, but they're overall, yeah, their 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 money isn't nearly as. But I mean, and and that that's fair because the venues have been outdoor. You bring a lawn chair. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like we're providing the, right. uh, the, the we're, we're doing, everybody's doing what they can. You know, you've got guys like Burt Kreischer doing uh, drive-ins. And uh, he had one he had 700 cars at in Tulsa. Wow. In Tulsa. I didn't even think you could fit 700 cars at a, just a theater like that. That was the, the that was the drive-in that they filmed The Outsiders at. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Never what? saw that movie. Pony you boy. never saw you The were, Outsiders? Never saw book? That we need to stop this right now. Never and you need to go movie. rant The Outsiders. Dude. Patrick Swayze, okay, Ralph Macchio, Tom Cruise, Matthew, Matthew, what was that? He already said he said a karate kid. Who else? Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Mr. Miyagi was the star of that show. Listen, there's a there's a solid (laughs) argument that Daniel Larusso is a is a is the bad guy. I've seen that breakdown. There's there's a very solid. Who basically Where, breaks down why? Oh, yeah. why, why yeah. Daniel was the bad yeah. guy? Yeah, because uh, what's his name from Cobra Khan? He, Co- Cobra he, Kai. Yeah, he's in a he's in a uh, nice relationship, and here Daniel comes. I think his name's John, Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny, the misunderstood one. Johnny, innocent. <sighs> okay. Johnny I, didn't start the fight I, with Daniel. I knew a guy that worked on the set at The Outsiders, and really? he said Tom Cruise was a. How shall I put this? Uh, Very short, uh, ill-tempered man. A member of a cult. He was not only hard, hard to. Yeah, well, not at that point. No, at that point, no. He was just a short little boy. Uh, he said that uh, nobody wanted to work with him. They all wanted him fired. Well, that was way before he was even famous. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, so I what, think he even had he, bad teeth. In that he movie, never like. even bothered. Okay, a lot of actors will come onto a scene, not knowing their lines because. They're just going to improvise anyway because they're geniuses, you know. But at least they know what the scene is. Right. He would come in and not even know what they were shooting. They, he had no idea where they were, what was going on, and just show up. And never have spent one second with the script, not know what the Part of me, though, no, part of me, see, though, what he happened was like was, 19 in that movie, though. He read the book and realized... <laughs> That that's how Soda Pop Curtis would have gone about handling. That's see, true. See, it was in character. This guy told me he didn't think he ever read. So you know that that was about it. Audio book. I'm, I'm not saying he got it. a cassette. Let's audiobook. Let's remember that was 35 years ago before he was dangling on ropes in the middle of silos trying to steal you know microchips. That, that's so. my point though. Is he he had to have been what 19 in that movie? 20. The point was his look. They don't care. No, you no, right. an actor no, do anything. Absolutely. They wanted how he but, looked. But I guess that's my point is you told me at 19, that was his first big role, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So so if you roll up to 19-year-old Dean Jernigan and are like, we want you in this movie, I'm like, of course you do. <laughs> uh, why and, and wouldn't you? And, and then not. I would just show up and I'd be like. Especially if they were like, and it, no, it's just, it's the look. I don't even care about your skill level. Yeah, show up and figure yeah. it out. But I, I gotta say, as nineteen-year-old Rusty Nixon, who was trying to do the same thing pretty 
much at the same time Tom Cruise yeah. was. Yeah. I show up on the set. I've read every book that yeah. this writer's ever written. <laughs> I have gone through every script that's a, that's that was ever in the same You know what that is? You know it? what you are? What? We go out on it. We go out to. I meet you on Tinder. We go out to eat. Uh, okay, now first of all, you I, and I, I going even, out to eat after meeting on Tinder is probably not. Gonna I haven't happen, but even. Let's go there. I have. We haven't even got the check yet, and you're already naming the kids. You know what I'm saying? You're that super clingy, desperate. That's now, why. Wait a minute. They I could was, smell it. I was prepared. You have. There's a difference between prepared. prepared and reading everything I, they wrote, including the journal. You need to have the background. You stole from the side of their bed. You gotta have the background. The you gotta background. have the backstory. Did they see a guy like Tom Cruise pulls off his natural talent to play soda pop? I agree. I think he was in character. You're talking about a guy who believes that light began in a volcano. Listen, okay? I, I just I'm, wait. I'm, wait, you're saying it didn't? <laughs> Listen, I wasn't there. <laughs> It's going to tell us why the earth is flat now. <laughs> Look, it has to do with trickle-down economics. I got you Okay, know, we've come full circle now. It's the circle of light. Now we're back to trickle-down well, economics. We, we, we were, so we were talking about those, uh, um, the venues, right? So we did, a, we did a show at a traditional, more of a traditional music venue, although they do have uh, comedy there. Uh, several weeks ago, we did that showcase. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that went real well. And then, of course... Uh, right afterwards, and he's like, "We're gonna, we're gonna book you guys again." That was awesome. Our expectations were down here, and you blew them away. And we're like, "Yes." Then we get a message the next day that they had COVID positive cases and had to shut down for two weeks. But it wasn't from our show; it was from the show prior. But my point is, so we're we're leaving that show, right? And uh, my girlfriend wants us to go pick up, uh, wants to celebrate, so she wants a uh, chocolate cake shake from Portellos. Okay, yeah. sounds sounds good. Yeah, I've never heard of them. You uh, never heard of Portellos? Never heard of a chocolate cake shake. Oh, I haven't either. But so Portellos so, so that's why my response is I, I never heard of it. So she immediately hits me up. But well, Fluffy has a whole thing on it. Like that should have like oh, Fluffy thought they were good. So Ooh. what was I thinking? Hey, that fat guy likes them. Maybe yeah. you will too. He likes a chocolate cake shake. <laughs> okay, as the old guy in the room, who's Fluffy? Uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, okay, I got. Okay. You know, how long have you been interning? I, really? I, you know, I'm I'm 19 years old. I <laughs> didn't look at anything before I came in. You're at it. You're at it for 12 <laughs> minutes, and you've been an utter disappointment. I know. I'm sorry. So, uh, so I'll she go wants get to coffee. Get, thanks. <laughs> she wants. She wants to get this. Uh, she wants me to try this chocolate cake shake, and I don't. I don't like. I've recently discovered that milk gives me dysentery, so it's not uh, not something I wanted to take in. So I'm like, no. So, uh, you know, she's like, you got to try it. I'm going to get a large. We'll share it. I don't want. And she keeps hounding me about it. So I'm like, I don't want your stupid chocolate cake shake. Okay. She gets a large. She can't finish it. She gets halfway through. It's like, oh, you know, puts it aside. She said, I'll just save it for tomorrow, which I think was her intention the whole time. <laughs> anyway, fast forward. It's about two o'clock in the morning. I'm still awake. I'm laying in bed. I can't seem to get to sleep. I see where this is She's going. passed out. And I started thinking, you know. I maybe I was hasty. I didn't even try. I didn't even take a drink of the chocolate cake shake. And maybe you know, I mean that's what I need. Just a little shot of sugar to get me to sleep. <laughs> to put me down. <laughs> you know? I, it was either that or a warm glass of milk. That's what I used to see on the movies, and that sounds awful. So you so, went with a frozen chunk of milk. So <laughs> just a little bit. I was just gonna taste it, right? So I, I maybe she did save. So I, I creep out of bed. I go to the a freezer, you know. I open it up, and, and there, and sure enough, there it is. 
the little light shining down on it. The the steam from the freezer is like circling it and rolling down the front of the fridge. Right. And I'm like, like oh, Bon man. Jovi's about right. to walk on stage. Yes. yes. Big cloud of fog. Yeah. We're halfway there. Living on a bread. So uh so there it was. So I'm like, I'm just gonna take just a little bit. Just a little sip. So I get it, and, and, and it's it's super thick because it's been a freezer. You know, and you about have an aneurysm sucking it through the straw. But yeah. then this little piece of ice. So they literally took a chocolate cake they baked that day, took a big chunk of it, threw it in the shake, and, and blended it up. Okay. So as I'm sucking on this thing, this little piece of icing shoots through the straw into my mouth, surrounded by chocolate shake it's the most amazing <laughs> heavenly experience i think i've ever had in my life and uh i uh i you know but it's real thick and it's like it give me a headache so I, I grab a spoon i'm just gonna eat a little bit and i'm looking out i got a beautiful view of the moon oh yeah over my kitchen like yeah. the window it's it, next yeah. thing i know that, like i'm scraping the bottom <laughs> of the shake i ate the whole thing immediate panic Right, you know she's she's looking forward to having this thing in the morning. Yeah, I slap the lid back on it. I take a look at it. I'm like, man, what am I gonna do? So I decide that I was perfectly okay with the kids taking a fall for this. I one. was gonna well, say you got kids. You should you have, yeah. you should have taken an empty cup and put it in one of their. Bedrooms. Oh yeah. So so well, I did on the I, pillow. Well, yeah. I <laughs> thought about this and I thought, well, <laughs> I'm gonna do a little bit of the chocolate on the <laughs> face, you know, <laughs> really go. sell it. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I think that's fabulous. Dip their fingers in it, exactly. so then they then tickle their face yeah. and they scratch yeah. their face exactly. and get it. In the morning, why is just... every kid and dog in this house got chocolate on its face? See, so uh, so you needed us there to help well, you out with the well, staging yeah, of this. Kind of. Well, so I thought, what's it, what would a kid do? Kid wouldn't take it back to his room. A kid would put it back in the freezer, empty. <clears throat> Yeah, you're right. So that's what yeah. I did. Yeah. I put it back in the freezer. And I could see it in my head exactly how it was going to go down, too. She was going to get up and think, mm. oh, God, morning. Oh, I got that shake in there. What a perfect little breakfast snack. So it'll come out. She'll open it up. She'll see it. So there'll be that second where you're like, Oh, the smoke's coming down. The light's shining on it. Bon Jovi walks in bon behind Bon Jovi it. walks in behind it. Oh, all prayer. So she'll so, so grab it. It'll be empty. Immediate explosion. She'll have the kids lined up. She'll be like, who did this? And they'll be like, uh, nobody did it. She'll be like, nobody did it. Nobody drank the shake. Nobody left the laundry on the stairs. Nobody broke my razor. Nobody let the dog out last night. And I'd be standing over their shoulder looking at them disapprovingly. Just shaking your head. Just, like, what are you guys thinking? I'm so tired of it. So that's it. That's how it's going to go down. I creep back into bed. I slide into bed, and I jostle her a little bit as I was getting into bed. She looked me right dead in the eyes with those cold, soul-sucking eyes of hers, yeah. and I immediately was like, I drink your shake! <laughs> I caved the second she looked right through me. And she was, it was like 2 in the morning. She was like, what? And I was like, I drink your shake! Go back to sleep. <laughs> I drink your shake! I ordered Portillo's last night, and I completely forgot about the the, the shake. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. Now I have since tried one at Dairy Queen. You should be ashamed of yourself, Dairy Queen, dude. I, yeah, I no. Dairy. I was at that uh, DUI show last night, and uh, it's a DIY, not DUI. Did I say DUI again? You said DUI. Yeah, you did. That's because I was drunk when I was there last. <laughs> uh, 
I got I was drinking, just enjoying myself, and uh, I had a fourteen dollar credit on DoorDash. So I was like, oh, free food! I'm gonna order some food. And so I ordered Portillos. It gets there, I eat it, and like a couple hours later, I'm like, man, I'm kind of still hungry. <laughs> and that was basically like free food because I used my credit. Right. So I ordered DoorDash a second time. I ordered two meals in less than an hour. <laughs> and I was really hoping was, it was, it was, was it, different drivers, thank God. Was it also Portillo's? No, I ordered from Smith's downtown. I got a sandwich from there. Now, where did you get the credit? Was that from the last show? <sighs> no, the, the credit, actually, DoorDash has the greatest customer service of any company. Uh, I, ordered, I ordered some food uh, Friday night. And after I ordered and got my confirmation, the app crashed. And my food was supposed to take 29 to 39 minutes, and it was a little over an hour before it got there. I wake up Saturday morning with an email from DoorDash, who's like, hey, we had some issues yesterday, and I know your order was delayed, so here's a $15 credit. Without me emailing or complaining or anything, they were just on it. So, DoorDash, if you're listening, we do have sponsorships available for this podcast. I've just never, you know, that's that's unheard of customer service in oh, this yeah. day and age. Usually, right. to unheard get anything of. back, you have to just complain and pester. Oh, yeah. And they preemptively were like, here's a yeah. here's Preemptive Apple coupons, DoorDash. <laughs> Apparently, they treat their, their drivers like crap, but... <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm eating for free. So. <laughs> yeah, and there goes our sponsor. There it goes right out the door. Right out the door. I, mean, right. I, I also carry an iPhone, so I can't be too judgy with us, you know. Yeah, that's true. You are kind of a... <laughs> Do I smell patchouli? There's just, there's just something about those those tiled, like tiny child fingers picking those minerals for our phones that make them work so great. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you don't have to cut the minerals down. <laughs> yeah. So, our, so what you're saying is our phones are made of stone. <laughs> no, there's con- minerals. There are conflict like uh, there's conflict types of, There's gold inside your phone. Well, yeah, sure. Okay, and for what I paid for it, there better be gold. Inside. <laughs> and, and, and it's gold that is mined using slave labor in third world countries. So Americans can carry iPhones <laughs> for a reasonable price. Well, now you know there's that's, that's why. Yeah, I'm not going there. You know, not going there. There's, it's. I don't think anyone could make an ethical cell phone and make it affordable. Like you couldn't make an American-made cell phone and make affordable. it affordable. Have a you price. seen the iPhone prices? Well, I got the brand new little tiny iPhone. It was 350 bucks. See now, to me, that's that's reasonable. It. I don't know. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you. This. Now, granted, these are more than phones, right? Call them cell phones. Is honestly, it's a computer. It, yeah, it's, 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 it's a little, yeah, it's, it's a little a tablet. computer. Yeah. With a phone app. Right. Because if you ever spent 350 bucks on a house phone and it didn't last two years, you'd be furious. Oh, yeah. 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 Beyond furious. Yeah. I think if they, I spent 20 bucks on a house phone and it didn't and, last more than two years. I mean, and honestly, it's it's not... It's everything. It's my checkbook. Oh, yeah. It's, you it's know, everything. It's my notes. Yeah. It's yeah. my, uh, you know... Yeah. Yeah. That's it's true. It's your life in your hand. Yeah. It's, and, and if you... If you uh, scrutinize it on a microscopic level it's covered in poop oh it's covered in all types of stuff yeah yeah that would be a perfect synopsis for my life <laughs> covered in poop the story of the cell phone by dean jernigan oh yeah or those uh or those touch pads at uh, mcdonald's just covered in shit all the time <clears throat> right before you order right before you eat put those fingers in your mouth well you know like that salt off 
<laughs> I haven't eaten yet today. No, I'm not gonna. That's all right. You uh, I don't see, but I don't go to McDonald's anyway. I'm kind of giving. I went to McDonald's food. the first time. And what, what, so what's your what's your uh, what's your fast food go? If you got to go to fast go food, to. if you got to go cheap fast food, Wendy's. Wendy's yours? That's the go to. Really, that's a weird one. Well, I don't, I don't eat a lot of fast food. I don't. Yeah, but well, Wendy's is the best quality food, I believe. And I don't like. I don't eat. I don't eat a lot of chicken, so I like. I, I get a burger, and Wendy's has the best cheap burger you can get. I okay, think. okay. See, I, I see. I do a lot of chicken. I don't eat fast food. If I have to, I I will go to like. Would uh, Subway count as fast food? Yes. In this, in this okay, if it does, that would be the that would be the go. Okay, because I do a lot. I do yeah. a lot of Subway. I, do a lot I, of Subway. I started to say I don't do a lot of fast food, but I do do a lot of Subway. Yeah, I don't. I haven't been to a Subway in years. Why? I don't know. It's not good. <laughs> it's because he has glasses and he knows that well, that is no, really I'll, tuna. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. The last time I went to Subway uh, on a regular basis is when they actually had $5 footlongs. Okay. And then that menu became like two different subs. And then they raised it to like 6 bucks. And then the one time I ordered something off the menu that I actually wanted, that sub was like $9. Ooh. I was like, yeah, yeah. dude, I'm not paying. Like, yeah. this is not. Yeah. Not for a triangle cut in the top of some bread. No, <laughs> I, uh, I, it's mine's usually 11 bucks, but considering that's the same as a pack of cigarettes in Chicago, I guess I can't complain. Well, and for 11 bucks, you can go to Penn Station and get a real sub made. I don't like their fries. I don't get the fries. That's how I keep I my slim either. figure, man. I don't need Jersey Mike's is the one I have an eyeball on. Uh, Jersey Mike's is all right. <laughs> yeah. You guys are talking about your sandwich affairs. Hey, man, I used to go to Slotsky's <laughs> Deli back I, in the I day. I had a Slotsky's not that long ago. Uh, yeah. I didn't think they were gone. No, dude, if you go uh, far enough into Michigan, you can find a Slotsky's. Yeah. Right next to dispensaries. I thought when I crossed the border in Michigan <laughs> that's right that's now. product placement. There we go. <laughs> that's how I noticed it. <laughs> Ooh, Slotsky's. <laughs> I thought Michigan had closed the borders and was shooting at Hoosiers that were nope. trying to come across. Nope. No. Nope. No. No. Not, it, you just have to have a "Don't Tread on Me" sticker on the back of your car before you cross in. <laughs> yep. Then they're like, "All right, you're one of us. You're yeah. Good. You're good. You're okay. You're okay." <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've been having a fun little showdown happen in my city i live in goshen and we have a woman who sits across from the post office uh every day she sits in this chair waving an american flag and waving at cars with her uh all lives matter sign her blue lives matter sign and a big banner behind her that says no shame and recently so she sits out there all day with nothing else to do no she's she's clearly unemployed (laughs) um (laughs) But she just sits there and waves, and uh, been starting to get a couple people sitting across the street from her with Black Lives Matter signs. <laughs> it was beginning a little interesting. And uh, yesterday, there was a protest in Goshen. Um, I cannot remember the woman's name. Uh, she was in the military and was missing for a while. Then they found her body. She was killed by another soldier who committed suicide. Do you guys remember this? Okay, story? I remember the story. Yeah. There was a protest uh, to kind of like, hey, military, uh, let's get some answers on this. What's going on? And uh, she went on this big, like, tire, like, posting all these live videos about. So she was going down there and, like, causing problems and, like, got pulled over by the cops for, like, driving around beeping her horn and stuff. And, uh, 
shoot i found like she was posting all these live videos on the internet of her like mind you the lady with the blue lives matter stuff all in her yard <laughs> like going off on this cop like i showed you the video of what they said to me and you're not gonna do anything about it <laughs> he's like ma'am it's a traffic issue he's just like well i just want to like just I'm like you're literally holding a sign that says blue lives matter and berating a police officer right now well, they matter as long as they're not trying to ticket you. <laughs> as long as they're not messing with me, they matter yeah. completely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was, uh, I'm riding with my buddy Hiram. I was back in high school. I'm riding with my buddy Hiram one time. And uh, I think we pulled off to roll. And uh, it's a blizzard, though. To like, roll. To roll a joint. Oh, okay. All right. It's I got a, it now. It's a blizzard. I'm, I'm, I'm old, though. Pulling my, dumb over here. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. intern. Yeah. <laughs> Like that was coffee we sent you to get earlier. <laughs> so, but it, we're, it's a blizzard, so we shouldn't even be driving. It, it, but it, we're dumb in eighteen, and um, we so it was, we're, we're driving, and he's sliding everywhere. He's in a Chevy Corsica, if I recall. And I and we see uh, like uh, some high school was right there, and I said, "Hey, just pull up behind the gymnasium because the the snow's coming in on the sideways. Like it's straight up, stay right. off the road, yeah. and here we are tooling around like idiots." So we pull behind this building. And uh, flip over a disc, and I'm going to town. And as we're talking, we in it, and we got a nice shelter there, away from the wind. We're good. Right. And as we're talking, a uh, a cop rolls up <laughs> to Hiram's window, <laughs> just rolls up in the car, and kind of beeps his horn. And we both turn around and look at him. And I'm gonna be all slick, and I'm gonna I'm gonna open my door and just chuck this tray out. light comes yeah, light on. light doesn't come on, does it? <laughs> no, he doesn't have a light in there. Oh, no. okay, this that's good. Old school. Yeah. Now, come on now. Yeah. But uh, as soon as I opened the door, the blizzard gale force winds came in <laughs> and blew the weed all <laughs> over us. All over the dash. I mean, it was like... <laughs> and it was like an explosion. And, it looks uh, like glitter. Just yeah, fall. just falling down. Like, don't mind that. It was a and, weed blizzard. Yeah, but of course he... <laughs> cop can't see it yet you know but he, as he starts talking to us there is uh one cop in uh like four county area that went to our school before our day and also happened to know my dad and that was the guy as soon as he found out we went to school the same place we all it was no questions asked that must have been that must have been the privilege that i was reading about it's probably the course ago those were nice cars they were nice cars. Dude, I had a Corsica once. Did you? That was it. Was the four door Beretta, right? He had yeah. the four door. Yeah, it's basically a four door Chevy. Yeah, oh Beretta. yeah, yeah. No, it's exactly what it was. Yeah, I had one. I got it for so cheap. I had to buy it. I don't remember what I paid for it, but the car was. They good. were they were kind of like a cheap luxury car. Well, this thing it was a ninety five that was like in immaculate condition, minus two things. <laughs> the previous owner had a dog that had chewed up one of the headrests on the seat. So okay. one of the headrests yeah. was shredded. Yeah. Passenger was, side, preferably. There was not a mark anywhere else in the interior of the car. And the exterior color was magenta. Ooh. It was the... Uh, but, like, no dents, no scratches. And it was a it was a trade-in at a car nobody lot. would come near that car. So, oh, no, no one would, dude. I ended up getting it for, like, way too cheap. And I, I drove it for a few years. Magenta. Drove that thing to Canada. <laughs> Got pulled over at the border. <laughs> Had to get out while my car got searched for that's, two hours. Yeah, that's because they were like, we know that car. That guy and his vicious pit bull were smuggling drugs through here. Nah, it was crazy, man. Because, well, I was, I, was, I was up there with, like, a few friends, and uh, they wanted to know why we had so much cash on us. 
And I was like, dude, like combined, we have maybe a thousand dollars, and we're leaving the, the country, country we're from. That doesn't seem like a lot of cash to me. No. And Especially they were like, if you're going up there to buy a microphone, and they were like, pull it over. And uh, like they do, they they took this rag and like wiped down my dash and put it in like this machine. And they told me it, it picks up any drug residue. Yeah, they were looking for Dude. when your pot exploded all over your dashboard because <laughs> you opened the door during a blizzard. Chevy Corsica. Corsica. That should be a commercial for Corsica. There you go. We're looking for sponsors. Corsica. 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 Bring it back. <laughs> We'd buy one if you'd bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a weird commercial brought to you by the 1994 <laughs> Chevy Corsica. God, that's got to be close to what his was, 92, 93, 94. I saw, I saw a couple weeks ago the first car I ever owned was a 1987 Chevy Celebrity. 87 Celebrity? What was the first car you owned? 1974 Chevy Impala. was big enough for two kegs, seven people in the back seat. You could cruise all night long. 1986 Ford Bronco 2. Ooh. Broke down. 100, oh. 200 times over the course of a summer. My ex-wife had a Bronco, too, that one day while driving down the road, the push-button four-wheel drive just decided to engage itself. <laughs> <laughs> 50 miles an hour down the road, go back. Go back. <laughs> thing, transmission explodes in it. Oh. oh Is that the story she told you? It, no, that's what happened, dude. It was the car was um, it was her uh, she she was uh, willed. Her dad died. It was his vehicle, so she ended up with it as her first car, and that thing had it was always something wrong with it, and that car just, it literally killed itself one day going down the road. Like yeah. I'm done. I'm over it. Just gave up. Sick of it. There you go. Have you seen the new Bronco? Yes. I think I uh. OJ That's going to be the new Jeep Wrangler, man. OJ bought one. OJ didn't buy one. He's. <laughs> I don't think OJ. Would be funny? I don't think they Ford start... would allow OJ to Dude, buy Ford a Bronco. Ford went to OJ as a spokesman. He's a spokesperson. No, yeah. they, they vetoed yeah. that. Like that paper came. Ford Motor Company is like, no, OJ can't get one. Of these. I'm really. I'd be surprised if they even sell those in white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Broncos! All colors available except whites. Get magenta half off. <laughs> magenta. Magenta. That's what happens when you try to wipe blood off of white. <laughs> uh, hey, where you guys are going with those thirty-seven dollars? Hey, pull on over here and let's uh, get to checking you. Ooh, there's a moose in the house, eh? <laughs> oh, we got us bit, here a smart American here. Better get out of the car, there, eh? Get out of that car, son, before we break your fucking kneecaps, huh? <laughs> Canada was... Uh, I, the one time I, I was in Canada for enough to observe, you know, I went yeah. to a couple bars. That place is a weird place, man. Oh, yeah. I love Canada. I, I to, do, too. I was in Nova Scotia. Yeah. It, was, it was one of my favorite stops I ever did in the Navy. Generally speaking... Um, uh, when you were a young guy in the Navy and you hit port somewhere, uh, the women were interested in you. The dudes all hated you. Hated you. And, you know, I get it. 5,000 sailors on a carrier, you know, and if a carrier group pulls in, I can only imagine the, uh, the how flooded the town gets of U.S. servicemen oh, yeah, yeah. spending money, too. Um, but Canada was totally different. Canada was super friendly. Everywhere we went, they were buying us drinks. and um, It was like uh, the bars I went to, it seemed like... All of the music and the fashion 
was about four years behind. <laughs> like, not like a significant enough amount, but enough to where you're looking around like, are those gators? What? <laughs> Why is this song playing right now? Yeah. I haven't heard this song in five years. Those are some sweet Crocs, eh? <laughs> Feel a shirts. What? Yeah. <laughs> Members only jackets. Oh, no, wait a minute. The oldest intern I'm bringing. Starter hats. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I love Canada. Well, that does it about for our time today. We're going to follow this up with the uh, best of. Um, Rusty and I go back a little ways. Uh, my intern ways. here, uh, doing some radio together. Yeah. Uh, Jason is uh, one of our most uh, recurring guests on that, that show, which is one reason that uh, we started doing this podcast together. But um, So we're going to sign off here for today. Uh, hopefully you'll tune in with us next week. And uh, in the meantime, enjoy this uh, little throwback uh, best of Coffee with Dean. Coming up next, it's a... Like me at five. Flashback. Coming up next, it's a... Like me at five. Flashback. That actually is kind of freaky if you hear that yeah, that that, that the headset headset thing going on. Yeah. Uh, if you hadn't guessed, it's our segment with the Sage of Marshall County, Mr. Dean Jernigan. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. That is very good. You know, that you're good. It's April's gone. The nastiness that was April is totally gone. <laughs> it's you really shouldn't talk about her like that. That's you know, mean. not only all that, I turned forty in April. Now that yeah, I could see why you'd be upset. Yeah. About that. So the weather, I turned forty. Yeah. You know, I thought that turning forty would be awful. Really? I didn't even notice it. No. Didn't even notice it. There, there was like literally nothing that I, I don't even remember it. Now I got to be honest, I don't remember my thirties at all. I mean, it's completely gone. I there is a certain. I've found, and I, I'm new to the 40 Club. I'm, I'm one month in now. Uh, but there's a certain liberation I have felt since 40. Really? That I just, like, I don't have any more cares to give, right? So yeah. Like, so, like, if I want to go to town in my pajamas, I don't care anymore. That's just started. That's new for me. See, I did most of my child rearing in my 40s. I didn't uh, yeah. have children until I was 36 years old. Oh, see, oh yeah. wow. I waited. Clearly. It, well, it was one of those things where I wanted to make sure that I was done doing anything. I, I, I know that sounds weird, but I wanted to make sure that there was never going to be this thought in the back of my head, well, what if I had done that? or what? I didn't want to. Once yeah. I had kids, I wanted it to be about my kids and See, not about them, me. I had them at like 23. Yeah. So I intend to have a very uh, full last third of my yeah. life here. You know, well, you will. So, but I, it's, it's funny. I've, 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 hit, I just, I've hit this spot now, and it seemed like it coincided with me turning 40 that I'm just like, eh. Too old to care now. Like, See, I can I, just do what I want. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. It's liberating. I got that at 50. Did you? Yeah. yeah. See, I thought 50, you know, as bad as I thought 40 was going to be, everybody built it up, too. Oh, you're going to be 50. You're going to be 50. I'm like, it came and went. I was like, what? Don't even know. It's nothing. You I see, I'm like, like, I, like, I've got to start. i got to start working out again. 
but I've decided. Like, say, oh, what, no, you what, don't. See, what I think about no, great don't. about 50 is like, I don't think I'm going to try then. <laughs> I'm yeah. still going to try. No. Now. See, I I stopped at 40 because I, I didn't have to worry about it. I had I had young children in my 40s, so I was running like crazy all the time. So I was getting plenty of exercise. Uh, but at 50, I don't, I don't care anymore. Yeah? I could care. I'm telling you, it's liberating. Yeah. Yeah, it is to have that feeling of just not caring anymore. So recently on the news, uh, okay, now you told me a little bit about this. There was so a, there was it. a, yeah. there's a, there's a very famous man. Uh, he was he was the in the in like the late '80s, it might even the mid '80s. He was uh, he bro- he he was the first man to uh, finish the perfect game of Pac-Man. Okay, which is every pill, every ghost every cherry that he pops ate in there all of it all of it one life didn't die 275 one life there's no way that's a lie he rigged the machine there's Perfect no question about it game of pac-man no that's not possible first one 275 boards to, you, you go until the machine literally just goes snowy on you like it runs out of boards right those the, back in those days they didn't have a right the, the arcade so games he did it all the way back then. all the way back then so he, I mean, he got recognized. Like the makers of Pac-Man, like gave him awards and brought him out, and he was on People magazine and Time Life, and and um, See, I don't and remember then that. then he 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 broke uh, the world record on Donkey Kong. See, I know Donkey Kong. Yeah, he it was like it was something like nine hundred and ninety-six thousand points or something. So what is this guy? Is he just do nothing but play video I, games? You know, he was just in the, in the in the 80s he was like, you know, the video game guru. So like right. remember the arcades you would go to yeah. and he, like he was like a celebrity around there. Right. And everywhere he went, like an entourage would follow this guy. Really? His name his name's Billy Mitchell. Okay, now you mentioned that name when you 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 told me about this story a couple of weeks ago and I I I thought you were talking about General Billy Mitchell, the Air Force pilot no. who uh, no, this guy has this guy. He always wears jeans and like a dress shirt with okay. an American uh, uh, tie, like American, American flag, flag or the Statue of Liberty. Okay, it's some all sort right. of patriot because Patriotic his tie. because his initials on all the video games that he breaks is USA. That's Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell refers to himself in a third person. So if you go to an old arcade. You find an old game and there's well, the USA that, yeah, on it. That's, that's Billy Mitchell. That's Billy Mitchell. He um, at one point he broke a million points on Donkey Kong. So um, so he's part of like Twin Galaxies is this organization that keeps track of all of these records, right? Okay, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and they like so they hold competitions to this day still every year right. these, these arcade competitions right. and these guys fly in from all over and they are competing and Billy Mitchell like holds all these records. Like, right. He didn't hold Centipede, but he hold. I mean, like he's he's legendary. Right. This guy. And he refers to himself in a third person, and he uh, and he uh, he's got the sweetest mullet you've ever seen. I mean, just glorious, glorious. Tammy, I mean, the Farrah Fawcett had the wavy, feathery hair. He's got a feathery mullet. It's it's amazing. So, Uh, I don't know how you use the words mullet and amazing (laughs) together. You got to see it on this guy. Even in the same sentence, let alone next to each other. So So he would, he would, everywhere he goes, he'd have his entourage. Yeah, with him. Yeah, and they would, uh, and like this little entourage of guy, and he had like a trophy wife, like no dope. I'm not joking. He's on, he's on like Letterman. So he's like the the Trump of game shows. Yeah, like he's he's <laughs> Trump he, of, of, of video, video games. games, right? Okay. So right. Of, of classic arcade games, yeah. no less. Um, 
and as he'll gladly tell you that it's a uh, it's it takes real skill to do a classic arcade, not today's art. You know, today's right. video games. But so he, I mean, he's on Letterman, he's on the Tonight Show, you name it. This guy's been. There's probably five or six documentaries on him. <laughs> now, one of them is my is one of my is my personal favorite. It is uh, it is called uh, uh, King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters. Okay, and it's following Steve Weeby around. Steve Weeby is a teacher who gets like laid off, and then he's home with the kids. So he like purchased. Uh, uh, he reads about Billy Mitchell, so he purchased this Donkey Kong arcade game, and, right. and he sits in his garage and he plays it, and he's going for the record. Right? Yeah. So this documentary is following him around to go for the record. But every every like every turn of this documentary, like he breaks it, and then get Twin Galaxies, who mind you is is heavily financed by Billy Mitchell. Oh yeah, sends like two thugs out to his house to take apart. <laughs> Is running a, a no like a this video is, game mafia. This is no kidding. They come out to his house to tear his board apart to be like, this is not an official board. It doesn't count, you know, because he like he'd gotten he'd gotten he broke the record. He like because at this point a million hadn't been hit yet. Mister Mitchell doesn't like yeah. you playing the game. Yeah, Mister Mitchell doesn't want you playing the game. And then Mister Mitchell is like. Uh, am I the most uh, amazing video game player ever? Uh, indeed, I am. Uh, and, he, and he runs like his Hot Wing company, like the, the sauces. Hot Wing company. Yeah. Well, well, it's a natural progression from right. video games to Hot Wings. Right. You know, I, I, what else ah, would it be? Pocket. What else would it be? Video games, Hot Wings, they go together. So he, so like at what point he's interviewing the documentary, he says, who's the most hands-on guy in the Hot Wing business? Billy Mitchell. <laughs> And then it kicks to his dad. His dad's like, he's not here very often, you know. It's his dad. Yeah, his dad's working there too. So he's got his dad hawking hot, oh, hot probably, for probably it. just yeah, just tur- toiling away in the kitchens, you know. <laughs> but he's Billy Mitchell's so like that. He can do that. So, so uh, Steve Mr. Weeby at Mr. one point Mitchell doesn't like you right. talking about him. So he goes. He then goes to like an official Twin Galaxies like approved board and he and he breaks the record again yeah but he gets on video so he submits the video and they said and he gets back our letter saying <clears throat> mr weeby we can't accept your video submission uh it's got to be live and in person and da-da-da. okay so mr mitchell won't accept it yeah mr mitchell don't recognize <laughs> no video the, the guy with the nose on the other side of his face yeah. telling you that you know. yeah so so he then flies out <laughs> to some twin galaxies like tournament yeah and then Tries to attempt this again. You're talking to get nine hundred like ninety eight thousand points. You're talking about like a twelve hour run. Oh yeah, and you got like like you know. So he flies out there and he manages a third time with witnesses, right? So he breaks the record and uh, and then a few minutes later, like another <laughs> another mafia guy comes hustling <laughs> it with an envelope and they open it up and it's a videotape they put in. And it's Billy Mitchell playing, and right at right at nine ninety eight, the screen fuzzes out, and then comes back with over a million. And they're like, "We'll accept it. We'll accept a million." Billy Mitchell broke a million, so your score still doesn't count. And it's like, it's like they took Billy's video, right? But they went to his, and it was clearly like a shady video. Oh yeah, like it was very yeah. tampered with. Yeah. And they're like, we're, like so here he breaks the record. People are like, "Oh wow, he broke it." And they're like, "Wait, wait, Billy's got a video." And everybody like empties out of the room and goes to watch Billy's video. It's like the hi, this is John Smith, and yeah. you're, you know, and you just broke the record. 
you yes. know. And, so, so like this guy's in tears, you know. I mean, this is like the like, this is like it's become a passion of his life, oh, and he well, just keeps getting yeah. squashed yeah. by what the thing is. Billy, Billy Mitchell keeps destroying. He, yeah, he's a he's a he's yeah. a he's a just a wrecking ball that right. comes through and just yeah. overrules everybody. And like and like people flock to him, and like and like they get he's an entourage for crying out loud. So, so. I'm watching. It's like so. I so I got some friends that come over, and I own this DVD at this point. Like I've seen this documentary like a hundred times. Yeah. And I and at work, it's funny because like at work in my office on the back side of the door, which you couldn't see because it would be unprofessional, was, was <laughs> pictures of like I had like Billy Mitchell all crossed out and like Steve Weeby. Yeah. And like number one, yeah. Yeah, you know, just yeah. just and if you if you knew it, like you saw it, it was just the funniest thing. Right. But nobody knew it, <laughs> so it wasn't funny to anybody but me. So, but I would shut my office door and I'd see it and I'd be like, ha, 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 Steve Weeby rules. So, so I, so like some friends come over and uh, was, at the time I was running liquor stores. Yes. And they, uh, so I had a lot of guests over because I had all this high end liquor at my house. So, because <laughs> you were running a liquor yeah. store, so obviously. So, uh, so I got all this nice high end liquor. So these friends come over and, and you know, we're, in, uh, we're imbibing a little bit. And, uh, of course. I put in this DVD for like the 70th time to show them because it, it's just one of the greatest pieces of film in, in the history of the world. You, I highly recommend it. <laughs> okay. So we're watching this and I, I'm getting all fired up. I'm like, Billy's such a cheater. <laughs> Team Steve Weeby, you know. So I'm like, so <laughs> it gets to this hot wing part and I'm like, I'm gonna call his hot wing store because like they're they're at a restaurant like he owns he so sells he, the sauce he sells the sauce but he has a restaurant in like the front of the building yeah so I I look him up online and should I find a number you know yeah so we like I said we've been having we were feeling pretty loose at this point so I so, dial it up and I'm like so you're calling Billy I'm Mitchell. calling Billy you're well, drunk dialing Billy yes. Mitchell and it's and it's late <laughs> right so like they're closed so the, okay. the so the voicemail picks up it's you know so and so's hot wings and I'm like. I want to talk to Billy Mitchell because he's a cheater and he's a terrible person and Steve Weeby's champion and Steve Weeby, you know, and then I hang up. <laughs> so the next day, my phone's ringing. And like, it's early. And I'm like, I crawl out of bed. I'm like, what? Who's calling me? And I don't recognize the number and I answer. I'm like, hello? And he's like, uh, this is Billy Mitchell. And, uh, <laughs> And he starts talking to me, and I'm like, wait, this is who? And he's like, this is Billy Mitchell. I noticed you called uh, so-and-so's hot wings and stuff. And I'm like, and I realize it's him. At this point, you got to think you're hallucinating. Oh, right? yeah, it's, but he's, he's got such a distinct voice. I've right. seen him yeah. so many times. Like, yeah. it's him. Like, okay. it's, he's just not doing the third person he's, thing. he's making the call. He's literally calling me back. And this isn't a robot. This isn't no. like, hello, this is... no. Billy Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. This guy came into work in the morning, had caller ID, and dialed my dialed number back. Number. And, uh, and he clearly didn't get my message, right? Like, I didn't record, or, or I'd left it before it beeped or something. Uh, because sure. he didn't, he wasn't, like, upset at me at all. He was uh, just returning my call. So I'm like, this is my chance. Like, I'm going to unload on this guy. And uh, we get to talk. You're still feeling the night before. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, this is my chance to tell Billy Mitchell what a horrible person he is. And I'm like, so we get to talking, and I I bought six bottles of hot wings. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's a true story. (laughs) He's the most hands-on guy in the hot wing business. (laughs) 
my god. You actually bought I six bought bottles sauce. of hot wing sauce from the guy you hate most on earth. I not only bought the sauce, I took the Steve Weeby sides <laughs> down and put up Billy Mitchell's <laughs> I'll tell you, there's some sort of aura about this guy. <laughs> I joined his entourage. I was like, Team Mitchell. Oh, my Steve God. Steve Weeby, forget you. This video's authentic. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, I bought I bought the hot wing sauce. It, was, it wasn't bad either. <laughs> it's It's hard. I ran out of the house in my underwear and ran next door to the neighbors. And I was like, Billy Mitchell, call Billy Mitchell. (laughs) They didn't believe me. I had them redial it, and the hot wing place picked up, and they were like, what? Okay, now here's here's the deal. Mm -hmm. Did Steve Weeby ever call you? No, but what started this whole story when I was telling you about it was that Billy Mitchell has been found guilty of cheating. (laughs) And has been expelled from Twin Galaxies. <laughs> and his championships have all been revoked. <laughs> He's innocent. <laughs> oh, my God. So he released a statement saying that a very professional, uh, a huge investigation's going on very professional and he'll have uh, all this information to hand over when he's been proven to be innocent so you're you're behind him now 100 percent behind billy <laughs> i had his hot wing sauce i drank from the fountain <laughs> think that maybe the investigation oh. ought to be over what's in the hot wing sauce i'm telling you i couldn't believe it I, I you know i'd seen that thing so many times i'd seen him on i'd seen him you know like to most people had never heard of him but well, I like, never heard of him until yeah. he brought it up. I, like I said, I thought it was the Air Force general. That- in, my, in my little world, he was a major celebrity, <laughs> and then he called me. So <laughs> I'm not gonna go what I was thinking. I just <clears throat> so you you literally kissed and made up with Hitler in your mind. Oh yeah, I didn't just <laughs> kiss and make up. I joined the team. <laughs> I feasted. And it's, I, and it's, you know what's funny, too? I paid, like, so much for that hot wing sauce. <laughs> it was absolutely outrageous. It was like uh, it was like $75 to get six bottles. Six bottles and of hot wings. they were wing small. <laughs> so not only did I buy it, but I got ripped off. And I know yeah. it. And you're okay with it. Because it was Billy Mitchell. There's something about the guy. Oh, my God. I, you know, I got to be honest. I, I'm kind of torn. I don't know whether to be disappointed in you or fascinated. You have I, to. I just, I, it's just, I'm watching you just go through this story, and you completely change. You, I mean, literally, there are like two of you sitting over there. Have Listen, to be. You've got to see the movie. <laughs> you got to understand that what is Billy Mitchell. I'm gonna get some free Billy Mitchell T-shirts. <laughs> I'm gonna hand those out. Anybody wants to join the cause. Yeah, we need to figure out what the cause is first, because most of us have no idea what you've been talking about for the past 15 minutes, but that's okay. Uh, that's all right. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Light me at five. Light me at five. Light me at five.